People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. Losing count. I don't know what episode this is, Nate. 1,000. Wow. Milestone day. Yep. <laughs> now it's eight. Eight, really? I know that uh, I'm still blown away when I go, and I've become addicted to looking at how many downloads we get. Probably shouldn't, especially as somebody like myself that's extremely OCD. But uh, I just think it's so neat that people are listening to this. Yeah. And enjoying it. Yeah. Like I, get, I, get, I think I get more comments on this than I do the damn radio show. Um, just by, cause people, uh, have very similar stories, you know, they, they're like, Oh dude, totally can relate to that. Uh, I think last week's episode, we were talking about things that don't exist or I can't find. Yeah. And, uh, I had, uh, these messages from people either telling me where to find them or they had the same problem. They couldn't find them. So this is like becoming a public service announcement. <laughs> Send them in. Maybe I'll do a Ted talk. Uh, who knows? Uh, but if you do have like a black cloud moment that you'd like to share and we'll play it on the podcast, you can call the official Bailey's black cloud hotline. That's four zero seven three one five one one zero three four zero seven three one five one one zero three. And we have a sponsor. We have our first sponsor and that is lionware.shop. So just uh, search for lionware on social media Great dudes. They go to the University of Alabama. They're Sigma Chi, which is my fraternity. They're young entrepreneurs that started this athletic wear, line of athletic wear for dudes and chicks. And they sent me some. And I got to tell you, uh, and I'm an Under Armour guy. There's Everybody knows that. I'm an Under Armour guy. I wear Under Armour all the time. I like their shirts better than any Under Armour shirt I've ever put on. Ooh, well, they Swear to God. More kid, comfortable? It, it, it fits right. You know, tight, like not too tight, but nice and snug on the arms, mm-hmm. but loose on the love handles. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that, that's what every guy wants, right? Yeah. Cause you, you don't like to be strangled by your workout shirts. So if you use the uh, promo code Bailey 15, might want to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's Bailey. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that's right. I'm pretty sure it's Bailey 15. You'll get a, a discount at checkout. So, all right. This week's episode is, uh, and if you follow me on social media, which I'm sure many of you do. You saw that I had some medical issues. Now, I can't just have a medical issue. It has to be a bigger-than-life medical issue, even though it's really not that big of a deal. So what happened was the other week, what happened was the other week, I'm playing tennis. Now, well, actually, let me start here. I've got bum shoulders. So I've got so much scar tissue in both my shoulders, my bicep labrums. Mm-hmm. Or that's it, right? No. Yeah, it's up here by the shoulders. Like right in your armpit? Yeah, it's like on the front, your deltoid area. Okay. So it's right above, like, the top part of your arm going into your 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 shoulder. So younger, when I was a gym rat and a football dude, I'd be in the gym four-plus hours a day. And it was my generation, you know, you played hurt. You never complained when you did get hurt because you'd lose your spot, no questions asked. So I never complained. And I have torn my bicep labrum's numerous times over the years. So that scar tissue never had time to heal because I never got it checked out, nor did I ever rehab it, nor did I ever, I mean, I cared, but I didn't care because I just didn't want to stop moving, right? And I remember the times that I've torn it. I could hear it. It was like, I mean, literally, let me tell you this. 
This is what, have you ever torn one before? No. This is what it sounds like. Ooh. Kid you not, that's what it sounds like when you tear your bicep labrum. Ouch. Did it a couple times. The first time I did it, the year was 1993. Freshman in college. Wingate College, Wingate, North Carolina, playing football, right? Mm-hmm. Big D2 star. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, and coming in as a freshman, I was top five strongest guy on the team already. Right? Okay. Already that strong. You're just swole. I'm swole. Right. Uh, the exercise that day was wide grip bench. Now, in my head... If you're going to bench press, you don't bench press anything less than 225 pounds. Yeah. Or you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the strength coach was like, all right, you know, lightweight, no higher than 135. Now, when you're doing wide grip bench, no matter how strong you are, you're putting a lot of strain on those tendons, on those muscles. So you don't go heavy. I was never taught this. So my ego jumps in front of my brain it's like, oh, these pussies, 135 fucking pounds. I was like, <laughs> I want to show them. So I put 225 on the bar, ripped my bicep labrum. So much pain. Same pain that I felt the other week when I tore it. Uh, then again, I did it as I got older. Didn't realize I was getting older and nowhere near as strong as I was when I was younger. I'm in the gym by myself, 315 on the bar. Because I should be able to do 315. I used to be able to do 315. My muscles have not changed. Yeah. That's not true. No. What happened? Damn thing fell on my chest. Oh. RDV. You know that place in Orlando? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where all the magic work out? Yeah. I was by myself, middle of the day, 315 pounds. This comes crashing down on my chest. This old guy comes over. Hey, hey, would you like me to get the weights off your chest? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please, sir. So much pain, I passed out on the bench. Right in front of where they do the rehab. I don't know if it's the same. I've been there years. So just to give you a little backstory, those are just two times, but I've done it numerous times. Just never gotten it fixed. So recently, and like in the past couple months, uh, because of my relationship with this place here in Atlanta called New Bertizzi's Men's Wellness League, they do PRP therapy. So I had the PRP therapy done to my right shoulder. It's like brand new. I'm playing tennis the other week, and um, I go for an overhead, and I hurt my left shoulder. Now, how does a dumbass like myself who's right-handed, go for an overhead and injure their left shoulder. You tell me, Nate. Did you try to hit it too hard? I know you like to do those power moves. Well, I did hit it hard. I hit, I, I, According to my shoulder, I hit it Over very, school. really, really hard. <laughs> I don't remember it being that hard. But so, like, when you do an overhead in tennis, you're supposed to get what's called trophy stance. Like, mm-hmm. when you're serving, you're kind of cocked back. You know, if you're right-handed, you're on your right leg, and then you spring up, you know, and you're putting your hips and your shoulders all into it. It's not really how strong you are. It's the form. I, this is what I'm told. Do I do it? Most of the time, no. So in an overhead, you turn your body. You never want to hit it straight forward because you're not going to get much power. If you're, you know, looking at the ball, you're, duh, you know, you're like, you know, Mario brother with the hammer and Donkey Kong, you know. Right. Dun, 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 dun. So you, you turn your body. Because that way you can pivot your hips and you can move your shoulders so you're going down to up to right to left to down. Okay. Does that make sense? Almost like you're swimming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? Like you're swimming, sure. So ball comes up, not a big deal, simple overhead. I go, didn't really need to hit it that hard. This is a friendly game. 
I didn't think I did. But when I did, I come down and I like contoured my left shoulder area and it hurt. But it wasn't excruciating. It just hurt. I knew I hurt it. I didn't think I hurt it that bad. Uh, in the game, match early, didn't play three sets. That night, this was a Sunday, that night uh, I come home, I go to bed. I think I slept on it wrong. And I think that's where all this really comes from, is sleeping on it wrong. It happens. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. If I sleep on my pillow wrong, I can like crank my neck weird. It hurts for like two days. Can't move. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And you can't go into some place saying, hey, what's the problem? Dude, can I get an MRI? What would you do? I slept on my body wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. First world problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. There are some kids that don't have a place to sleep and they're getting bitten by mosquitoes and you're bitching about hurting your neck in a nice comfy bed, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So I get up the next day. I'm in a lot of pain. So that'd be Monday. So back to work, you know, doing the radio thing. And um, I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm like, this will go away. I can power through this. And I'm supposed to play this guy that I play every week in singles. It's the, it's the mentality. It's the, it's the Gen X jock mentality. And it's pretty stupid because the way that we were taught is that there was, there was no quit. You powered through the pain. We weren't taught to listen to your body. If you listen to your body and your body said, chill out, then you were a puss, right? Right. Um, at 45, I still have the same attitude. I wouldn't, I don't tell that to my daughter, who's a cheerleader. You know, if she's injured, you know, there's like that gray area of powering through and then stopping. Yeah. Well, and then you also have to factor in age, you know, you, even myself, I... I realize I can't do the same things that I might do in the gym or you got to back it off a little bit. Even if you want to press through that pain, you know, it can, it can go bad. It sucks that we, you have to think that way, but that's smart. Yeah. You know, but you want to say, cause I see some guys that are older than me and I'm not in bad shape and I don't look bad either, but I see some dudes that are in their fifties and sixties that make me look silly and they don't even go to the gym. Yeah, and I wonder if those people are the ones that didn't play sports when they were younger. Like, we have that mentality, and we've, like, taken a beating on our bodies. Maybe they start working out when they're 40. Or I think that's it. Yeah. I really do. I think that they didn't start becoming athletic until later in life. Yeah. They were smart. Mm -hmm. You know, now they don't have those cool high school stories. Nope. Or college stories of athletics, and you missed out on that. But look at all these former athletes, whether you were at the pro level or not. Uh, your body's beat up. Yeah, they got to stretch for like three hours. Yeah, and nobody wants to hear this stuff. Like, you know, there are these pictures, and I'll get to the rest of it here in a second because it gets worse, but uh, there are pictures of me, you know, at different places that look like it was worse than what it was. And I, like, uh, one of my buddies, Randy Cross, who, you know, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, Randy fucking Cross. I mean, he was, he's part of the dynasty. He snapped the ball to Joe fucking Montana, wow. right? And he's asking me how I am. You can't bitch about how you hurt your shoulder playing tennis at 45 to a guy that played in the NFL on a three-time Super Bowl champion football team that is lucky to be able to walk because of what he's put his body through. Yeah. It's like, I remember when I broke all of my fingers and I still played. Yeah, you just can't have that conversation. I mean, it's very sweet that he reached out to me and all, but I'm like, yeah, it's okay, man. I just had a, you know, just a weird shark incident, but I don't want to get into it. <laughs> really? Yeah, deep sea fishing jumped in as a great whitest. 
and dropped my phone. It was in his mouth, and I yeah. grabbed it and I yanked it out. I snapped it to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Monday, you know, it's bad. I go and I play tennis, which I shouldn't have done. I couldn't even lift my arm to serve. It was bad. I ended it early, and then Tuesday hits. Uh, it, it was so painful, I couldn't sleep. So I got zero. Like, when I say I got zero, zero. Maybe like an hour. Tuesday night, an hour. Wednesday night, I sleep. Nothing. Go to my chiropractor, see what she can do. She does some laser treatment. She's adjusting, you know, thinking that it might be something else attached to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She actually did something in my... Did you know your first rib is up high on your chest? No. What do you mean, like it curls in or it's just up? Up in your body. No, it's like, so you know where your uh, collarbone is, right? Right. Your first rib is up by there. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense because your, your rib cage starts right below it. But, yeah, I, I never think of my ribs up there. Yeah, me neither. Weird. Did you ever Did you ever know that until right now? No. Is that I mean, not the craziest thing? It makes sense, but I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Nobody was like, I broke my rib and it's holding their heart. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, somebody told me it was like you could have cracked your first rib, which then would hurt your shoulder. Mm. I'll believe anything. So uh, I was like, okay. So I told uh, my Kyra that, Dr. April. I said, you know, she's like, oh, maybe. Let's see. Excuse me. So she adjusts my collarbone. I don't think I've ever had my collarbone adjusted before. It was a really good feeling. Hmm. And it gave some type of relief. But my arm, my shoulder, my left shoulder was so inflamed. It felt like it it was like an anaconda swallowed a basketball. It was just, it was hot too. It was trying to get out. The bad juju was trying to get out of my shoulder. So I'm icing it and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, You know, the Cairo, you know, as helpful as it was, it it didn't do anything. So I'm in so much pain. I, I remember that there's a lady that I know that works for America, America, American health imaging, which is those MRI things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So actually, hold on. Before that, I'm in so much pain, I don't feel well. So Wednesday, I go to urgent care. Yeah, let me do that first. Wednesday, I go to urgent care. I think I have COVID because I'm in so much pain and I don't feel well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your body's just probably trying to fight off the, the injury. That's how, that's, that's, that's how I felt. It was that bad. Ooh. When I'm going, oh, my God, I don't feel normal. I feel lethargic. I don't feel lethargic. I normally don't feel lethargic. I've got COVID. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. So I go into the urgent care and uh, I do a rapid test. Don't have COVID. I'm like, when I'm there, I say to him, I go, dude, my shoulder's killing me. Can you write me? Because I knew I would need a referral for an MRI. I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone. This is such bullshit. Like if you need an MRI and you're trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with your body and you need to get into a place ASAP, they drag their feet. It takes some people weeks in order to get into an MRI facility when you're trying to get the damn thing fixed right now. Yeah. You should be able to just go in anywhere and get it done. Yeah. You're damn right. I should be able to walk into MRI world and pay whatever it is that I have to pay or my insurance pays or the cope, whatever. If I want to get it done now, I should be able to, there's too many of these places where, but they need a referral because that's how the insurance game works. You got to get your copay in, you know, everybody needs to make money off of your pain and suffering. So anyway, they got me in um, with no hassle. Let's just put it that way. American Health Imaging was great. And so the way that they put me into the MRI machine, you know what an MRI machine is, right? Is that like the tube yeah. that you lay on a bed? It's People, like a tube, yeah. yeah. So you go in there. They have to position my shoulder in the worst possible position where I'm in 
excruciating pain. And they're like 20 minutes. I mean, they weren't being mean to me. They weren't trying to torture me. But this was the only angle that I could go into this very narrow tube, like area, with my shoulder propped up in this contraption for them to take these pictures. And the nice lady says, I know it's, well, they had to get me in it first, which was like, you know, squeezing a fat kid into, you know, baby clothes. It just, <laughs> you know, it was, it just wasn't happening. And I'm, they're, they're like squeezing my, cause I can't move it. I can't lift it. I have no strength in my shoulder, my left arm. They're squeezing it in to this contraption and I'm screaming like a girl. It's very embarrassing. Finally, we get it in good enough. And I'm in pain and I'm about to pass out. And I said, I'm so I'm hurting so bad. She goes, I know you're hurting. She's like, you have to, you know, get your mind up. So I'm thinking mind over matter. I'll be able to think of something. I'll be able to do something in my mind for 20 minutes that will get my mind off of the pain. What would you do for 20 minutes in your head to try to do the mind over matter to not be in so much pain? I don't know what I would do. I'd probably maybe try to think of my favorite movie lines or what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I, I was singing songs. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there was like, there's six sets of pictures. Uh, and she would tell me, you know, it was like, all right, a minute, a minute and a half here, which is 90 seconds. So being a radio person, you know, what 60, you have a clock for 60 seconds. You know, when you record commercials, you know, all these years. So I'm recording commercials in my head. Uh, 90 seconds. I'm singing a song knowing that the song is, you know, a little over four minutes. So I have plenty of time. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it, 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 I'm getting down to the nitty gritty, right? So she's like seven minutes, you know, 12 minutes, nine minutes, seven minutes. And I'm just dying. And on my chest is this, this tube. And at the end of this tube, this cable, at the end of this cable, there's a, a squeegee thing that looks like the top of a turkey baster. And she says, squeeze this if it's too much and you need to tap out. I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not squeezing this damn thing because if so, we got to get these pictures done to figure out what the fuck is wrong with my shoulder. Then you're going to have to squeeze me back in this goddamn uh, contraption again. I don't want it. Uh, so I was like, I got to, I got to, I got to get through it. <clears throat> so it's up. 20 minutes is up clear. They come into the room and they pull me out and I pass out because I'm in so much pain. Oh. And these two women are trying to hold me up and they, they barely can. And I'm like starting to come to a little bit. And I'm like, sugar, sugar. Cause I've passed out with low blood sugar before. Mm-hmm. And this lady runs around. They're all women in this office. None of them are nurses. They're all lab techs. So they're terrified because this does not happen often. Oh, I'm sure it's the first. If ever. <laughs> yeah. right? This lady runs around the corner with a giant stale chocolate cookie. <laughs> And it's not a soft cookie. It's a hard cookie. And my mouth is dry. When I said sugar, I'm thinking Gatorade, Pedialyte, orange juice, you know, something I can drink. And she gives me this cookie and I'm like, I bite it. It was like biting concrete (laughs) and all these cookie crumbs go everywhere on the MRI machine. And I'm spitting it out. I'm like, drink sugar, drink like from men in black. You know, when Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio goes, Sugar water. Yeah. Need sugar water. <laughs> and then, then they're like, we don't have any gator. We don't have any sugar. We don't have any orange juice. And I go, what? And this is my exact words. What the fuck do you drink? <laughs> We're healthy here, sir. <laughs> she responds. Well, this is all going on. Water. <laughs> I said, Bring me water. Bring me water. 
and they bring me water. Then the lady that's holding me up goes, oh my God, I have a Mountain Dew in my car. Yes. I say, yes, yes. But it's not cold, she says. And I respond to her, I don't fucking care. Give me the Mountain Dew. (laughs) I'm cussing. I feel horrible. You know, I've got better manners than this. But I I really thought I was going to die. I was like, get my wife out of the lobby. I thought I was going to die. That's how bad I felt. This is all over a tennis injury. I mean, like, what kind of pansy are you, Bailey? This is horrible. Uh, Like, suck it up, kid. So we go to the doctor right after the MRI results. Doctor subscribe, uh, subscribe, prescribes me prednisone and hydrocodone, mm. which, by the way, that's another story. can totally see how people can get hooked on that stuff. Yeah. That makes you feel fun. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. I slept really well the last couple nights uh, of taking that stuff, but I'm weaning myself off of it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was afraid. I have like eight left if you want to buy some. <laughs> yeah, you won't have to turn to the streets. <laughs> how much do they go for on the street? I don't know. You can get like 100 bucks a, a pill? Think I'm some a, junkie would pay me $100 for a hydrocodone? Eh, maybe like 10 Yeah. I'm going to change the podcast. It'll be a drug-selling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey's black tar heroin. <laughs> uh, so no tears. <laughs> That's the other thing. There's like nothing major wrong with my shoulder. It was just a strain, some what they're called micro tears. And uh, four days, five days later, after the prednisone run, I went to this dude's house to get a cortisone shot. He's a doctor, by the way, which was weird, but very cool. And I feel fine. And I want to play tennis this week. And I'm back in the gym rehabbing it. And it doesn't even really hurt that bad. Really? Isn't that not crazy? You got full motion? Or, I mean, or yeah. Pretty much? Wow. Look at that. Yeah, because you couldn't even, you could even like move it forward at all the yes. other day. I can go up. I can go down. Ooh. I can go left. I can go right. I can toss a ball. Look at that. Looks like I'm jerking off. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I can toss a ball. I mean, isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, what is that? A couple days ago? I think I have so. I, I really think that the United States government should... Uh, check my body. I think I have special DNA. Yeah. I think I have special bastard tiger blood (laughs) (laughs) that the United States government could use my DNA to heal the rest of the world. And I would be like the only person on earth with this special healing power. I really think I have it. Yeah. It's going to be something at the red cross in, uh, in the war and let's be like, give him the Bailey blood. Yeah. They'll just have a bunch of tubes hooked up to me. Going everywhere. I look like the guy from Spider-Man, the bad guy, the octopus guy. <laughs> just have all these tubes coming from me. But isn't that not amazing? I mean, you saw how much pain I was in just the other day. Yeah. Look at this. That's my arm. Dude, that's nuts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I feel, I mean, a little, there's a little, little tang. Yeah, a little but, stiff. But I'm, I'm good to go. So anyway, uh, that's been my week. That's my black cloud for this week. <laughs> A simple tennis injury turned it. Oh, my God. I almost forgot the big kicker before we go. Is that when I was at the MRI place and I was passing out? I got got ahead of myself. They called the EMTs. Oh, yeah, that's right. They called the EMTs. They wanted to take me to the hospital because they thought I was going to (laughs) die. What a horrible storyteller. That was like the big kicker in this whole damn thing. The EMT. So they put me, they they take me from the MRI machine. They roll me like a whale at SeaWorld. (laughs) On one of those uh, hospital wheel carts with the the side things. A little gurney. Yeah. And they put me in a different room, a storage room, because I guess they had they had to keep a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of beds. <laughs> put you in this broom closet. Well, they don't have beds. Like, you come in, you go, you get your MRI, and you go. So they put me in this storage room with all this old equipment, like the, the MRI graveyard. 
And I'm in there, and then you know the, the lab techs are still with me, and they're making sure. Then the EMTs finally arrived. And I remember saying to the lady, I'm like, did you call 911 or 411? <laughs> because this is taking a minute. And these three really beautiful EMTs come in. It was like Charlie's Angels. There were three women, all of different ethnicities. There was a African-American. There was an Indian American. And there was an Asian American. And they all came in. And I thought, if I didn't know any better, I thought it was like a, a stripper show. Like, this was hot. And my wife was in there. That's how I knew it wasn't a stripper show. But yeah. I was like, they're really, I was like, this is cool. Like, what's getting ready to happen here? Yeah, I was like, you know, I need help by my thigh. Yeah, right here. <laughs> Massage it out. Can you do mouth to mouth <laughs> on these nuts? <laughs> and then you come to, and it's a bunch of dudes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Bill, Doug, Frank, what are you doing? Yeah, cut your hair. That's funny. So anyway, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be just fine. But a little tennis injury turned out to be a big ordeal. Uh, more needed than so be. Linewear.shop. Go to that website. Support the podcast. You support the podcast by getting some really good athletic gear. You're also supporting some really cool young entrepreneurs at the University of Alabama. We'll let that slide, but they're also Sigma Chi's, which is my fraternity. But you're going to get a discount with Bailey 15, right? Right. It is Bailey 15. Mm -hmm. uh, trust me. Just buy a shirt. For the fellas, just buy a shirt. My daughter's got some of the yoga pants. Loves them. Just buy one item to test the waters to see if I'm telling the truth. Get a discount on it. And you'll see what I'm talking about. But it's called Lionware. But Lionware.shop is the website, but you find them on social media. 470-315-1103. That's the Bailey's Black Cloud hotline. If you have a black cloud you want to leave us. And, of course, the um, the podcast is on jasonbailey.com. Maybe you found it there. Maybe you didn't. Outside of that, that is episode eight. All said and done. I'm back to playing tennis. I almost feel like a million dollars because of my special supernatural tiger blood bastard DNA, which is good. So we'll talk to you next week. And bye. People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. 